answer that you're seeking For the question that you found Drives you further to confusion As you lose your sense of ground So don't forget to breathe Don't forget to breathe Your life is here No eleventh hour reprieve So don't forget to back to the second episode of Bailey Chase Search for Truth, the podcast. I uh, really appreciate you checking out the first pilot episode. Your feedback and comments were um, not just inspiring, but also humbling for me to read. I really appreciate the support and the positive messages. I will take all that positivity and put it through my filter and send it back to you. So thank you. We came up with a little bit of an, an idea, more of a game plan to name each of the episodes. So that way, if you want to go back and, and check them out, um, you can. So we, we titled the first one, The Pilot, like you would on, on any normal show. And this one is going to be called Family Time because <laughs> I've had a lot of family time uh, lately. It's been great, but after 18 days of no school... With our three little toddlers, it was nice to get them all back in school today. But so many priceless, great memories that I will cherish for a very long time. So, so let's just start right there and, and dive right into it. Um, we went to, to Disney before the holidays, and uh, it was actually after Thanksgiving, before Christmas, kind of in there. And I got invited to, to go talk to this group from the Seminole Tribe, and and it was a really cool experience to me. It brought me back to, to Florida. You know, I'm a few years removed from, from Longmire now. And I got so close with the Native culture and, and what happened to my character on that show and, and the things that I got to dive into and counting coup and have my soul basically stolen by a white warrior. It was really kind of the role of a, a, of a lifetime or, or maybe not. I, I hope I get another one. But if not, I, uh, I'm glad I had that opportunity. And, um, you know, one of the most rewarding things was talking to some older members of the tribe. And I, I just sat there and, and listened to them. And they were going on and on and, and connecting all these dots, going around the room, basically telling me who everyone was and a little bit about them. And, and the big takeaway for me was just how important family is to them. They all spent a lot of time together and it was almost like a throwback in, in time, like how things used to be a couple generations ago and, and how the tribe has essentially maintained this sense of community. And it was just really inspiring and I thought it was very appropriate in this particular episode given that it's called Family Time. I've, I've gotten off track of, of Disney and, and the kids, but I got to go speak to some members of the Seminole tribe, and it, it was just kind of a, a cool, rewarding experience. 
And then in addition to that, uh, everybody, you know, asks how, how was Disney World after, you know, you take your kids for the first time. The answer is always like the kids had a blast. And then, you know, the parents get, uh, we got beat up a little bit, but it's all about them. And uh, we, we made some great memories for them that I'll cherish for a very long time. And then after that, we came back and, and they did a little holiday show at their preschool, which was so cute to see them all out there. And you have everything from, you know, two to five-year-olds. Maggie and Gage, for example, did not sing one word. Uh, one of their classmates cried the whole time. And then you have other kids singing at the top of their lungs, which was not our children, but it was still cute to see. And then, uh, you know, it hasn't all been a bed of roses here the last three weeks or so since since I recorded the first episode. That there's something that happened with my agents and the, <laughs> the talent agency that I used to be with. And you know, if you if you read my my book, I know many of you have. And that's how you got to the podcast. But, um, you know, I I talked a little bit about my journey and some bumps in the road and and some mistakes that I made, but how I've learned from them and and it's gotten me to right where I am. And uh, my point person at the the agency, basically, you know, the head of the department, he got fired. (laughs) And so so what does that mean uh, for me? It means that I'm no longer represented there. And I I could move, but I don't want to just move for the sake of moving. So I'm literally at that place where I've been doing this for, you know, 20 plus years and I'm an actor without an agent. For those of you who have read the book, you you know, uh, I've had a few agents in my time and I've bounced around and and, uh, a lot of it was my own doing uh, to my own demise. I, I definitely have to recognize that I had a little bit of self-sabotage going on, especially earlier in my career. I don't know. It was just something that I wasn't aware of at the time. And I was just compelled to always push the envelope where now that I'm a little better at using witness consciousness and seeing things for as they truly are and being able to separate myself from my emotions, in this case, my negative emotions, essentially, you know, be a spiritual gangsta and see the truth of the moment and do better going forward. You know, I, I don't really have a, a magic word for it or anything other than that, just just do the best we can in every moment. And, and the good news is I've come a long way over the last 20 years. And so in sharing the story about my now former agent from a few weeks ago, is that this was something that was completely out of my control, right? And there was a there was a power struggle at the agency, and my dude just got pushed out. And and how does that translate for me? It means, you know, I literally after twenty plus years in the business, I'm an actor without an agent. And yes, am I you know, am I famous? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of famous. Do people recognize me? Sure, it happens all the time. Do I have a great body of work? Absolutely. Do I have an agent? <laughs> No. And it's just one of life's ironies. And I could, you know, sit home and, and feel bad and guilty and be angry and, you know, yell at my wife and my kids. But no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to rise above it all. I do believe everything's for a reason. And I have faith and I trust that everything is going to work out. All I can do is stay positive, see the bigger picture, focus on the things that I can change, which is my reaction But I think the important thing is to just focus on the now and be ready. That's my New Year's resolution. So I, you know, I'm sure all of us have our own stuff that that we're working on. 
and mine is to just be ready in the moment. Keep your head above water, but don't forget to breathe. Okay, so speaking of Christmas, my kids are obviously, you know, they're two, two, and four. They're huge believers in Santa Claus, and it was a very big, exciting morning for us. Lots of gifts. Daddy had to build a, a trampoline in secret down the hill in our in our backyard. For those of you who don't know, we, we live in the Hollywood Hills, so we've got this, you know, we live on a, a slope. <laughs> But um, down at the bottom of the hill, we, we've got a nice little slide and now a trampoline. And, and we went down there on Christmas morning and they jumped for a couple hours. And so that was really neat. So, yeah, the, the, the point of sharing these stories is, is just really all about enjoying the moments, which I talk a lot about in the book and seeing things clearly for what they are. And, you know, not, not stressing about those things that are outside of our control. And here we are you know, 18 days, you know, removed from the beginning of of Christmas break. And and now they're all back to school and back to normal. And (laughs) I'm back to being somewhat in control of of my thoughts and back to my work and my practice and and my daily routine. So, you know, it was it was great to get away for a while. Right after Christmas, we, we went up to Big Bear for a few days and got the kids on skis for the first time, which was an adventure. It was a little bit crazy. It was probably a lot crazy. Again, like, you know, Waverly went into ski school because they can start at four. Did the first day and, and she loved it and wanted to go back. And so we did another day in ski school for her. My son Gage had no interest in putting on skis. So um, we wasted a few bucks on, on his rentals, but that's okay. He was just, he was cold and he wanted to chill with mom in the lodge. And, and so that's what they did. And Maggie was really excited about going up in the chairlift. So uh, I was like, okay, well, if we go up in the chairlift, we have to ski down. And my buddy uh, had a had a little harness and this bungee that goes between the skis. And uh, it was just a great setup to get her on skis for the first time. And she's so tiny and light and fearless. It was a really cool uh, experience. We On our last run, we went to the top of the mountain and came all the way down. And and so that's something that I'll, you know, cherish forever. And, you know, it's, it's nice to, to be able to put all these positive memories in the bank now because I know in <laughs> 10 or 20 years, whenever it happens, I, I won't be skiing anymore. But at least I can go back in my mind. I've got a, a couple of stories that I want to share. There's someone that you know, I had a lot of back and forth with and, and they had this epiphany and it's such a great feeling. And, you know, yeah, I, I talk about it in Spiritual Gangster as well. But when these defining moments happen in your life and everything is working and everything's flowing and you feel so full and strong and that's great. OK, that, that's what we want. And, and, you know, once we taste it, we want to eat it. We want to devour it. We want to have it again and again. And just know that it's not going to be there every day. We can't have it every meal. Even Michael Jordan lost a lot of basketball games. But when it's there, just tap into that feeling. 
and let it in and put that in the bank and know that it will always be there. You can always get it back. I was really proud of this guy that, uh, that he had it and, and his enthusiasm was uh, infectious. So yeah, again, uh, what I stated in the first episode, the pilot episode of Bailey Chase Search for Truth is that what we want to do here is we want to be a catalyst for everyone to come together, which will be my launching pad to, to go into this great story. This is a woman that I've known for years. Uh, she comes every summer out to the Longmire Days fan event in Wyoming, and, and I've got to know her a little bit out there, and she's just a, a great person. And So anyway, she's, she's in this new relationship, and she's having tons of anxiety about it because she's been single for over six years. She's a single mom. She's dated a little bit here and there without much success. And so, you know, understandably, she's scared about dating and going into new relationships. But she met this guy and she's really drawn to him. They have different religions. She's like, I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to be open to this, which is awesome. She's a very spiritual gangster of her and it's it's what she should do and uh and she got to know this guy a little bit and and you know she really enjoys this company they're having a great time and things are humming along and then she's like all of a sudden these guys from my past like start calling out of the blue she's like what is happening is it it, like the guys have a sixth sense do we know and the answer is yes we do Women have the same thing. It's happened to me in reverse in my past, obviously, because I'm now happily married. Yeah, men, men are from Mars, man. <laughs> and, and we are different. But uh, long story short is I'm very happy for her for overcoming her fears and her anxiety and just a little difference on the surface to get past all of that and to be open and honest with herself and now finds herself in in a great new relationship. So I'm really happy for her. This one particular man that I've been working with, you know, he's, he, he just had a lot of doubt. Uh, you know, he's, he's recovering addict and, and trying to get his life together and just a very genuine young man. And he just had a lot of doubt. And then all of a sudden, you know, we started going back and forth. And, and trust me, I mean, this stuff is, is tried and true. I've, I've done it. I know that it works. And this young man has, has gone full in. And, you know, I, I think about, you know, some of the great coaches like Nick Saban. It's like you got to buy into the program. you got to buy into the program. It's a team. It's not about you. It's about the team. And this particular young man is, is totally bought into the program. And all of a sudden, really great things have started to happen in his life. And he can, he can kind of see it for what it is. And, and, and things are now all of a sudden going really well for him. That's the biggest reward I could get as somebody that you know, I've, I've spent some time with, someone that I've shared my experience with, and for them to go out and win and to have success in life. That just gives me a lot of joy. I just want to, uh, to put all that out there. I want to thank you guys for coming back and listening to the second episode of Bailey Chase, Search for Truth, the podcast. And please keep coming back. Forward me your questions. You can get to me through Facebook at Spiritual G Book. Obviously, I'm on Instagram 
at Branch Lives, and I'm at Bailey underscore Chase on Twitter. So uh, please keep coming back, send me your questions, and stay positive out there, okay? Lots of love. So don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Roll life is here, no 11th hour reprieve. So don't forget to breathe.